Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1, continuing Moses' speech. Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke unto me, and we compassed Mount Seir many days. Mount Seir is near where they are now, and he says that they kept marching around it for several days because the Lord led them to. 2. And the Lord spoke unto me, saying, 3. Ye have compassed this mountain long enough, turn you northward. 4. And command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the border of your brethren, the children of Esau, that dwell in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves therefore. He's talking about recently, because Seir is up in the upper right part of the peninsula near Canaan. 5. Contend not with them, meaning don't fight with them. For I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as for the sole of the foot to tread on, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. They're not to fight with the Edomites, because that land was given to Jacob's brother Esau. They're cousins to the Israelites. 6. Ye shall purchase food of them for money that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money that ye may drink. God didn't want them to take advantage of their cousins. He wanted them to pay for what they got from their cousins. 7. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the work of thy hand, meaning they have plenty of wealth to pay for their food and water. He hath known thy walking through this great wilderness these forty years. The Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. The Israelites were never poor as they journeyed through the desert. They had everything they needed. They left Egypt with all kinds of food, with dough for bread on their backs, and with all kinds of gold and silver. They had plundered Egypt simply by asking their neighbors for valuables, and their neighbors gave it to them, including clothing. They were very rich in the desert, not poor. Then, of course, along the way, he gave them water, manna, quail, every, everything they needed. 8. So we passed by from our brethren, the children of Esau, that dwell in Seir, from the way of the Arabah, from Eleth, and from Ezion-Geber. And we turned and passed by the way of the wilderness of Moab. They're still in Arabah. 9. And the Lord said unto me, Be not as enmity with Moab, neither contend with them in battle, for I will not give thee of his land for a possession, because I have given Ar unto the children of Lot for a possession. Lot was Abraham's nephew. His generations after him are the Moabites because one of his daughters had Moab as a son. They're also related to the Israelites. 10. The Emim dwelt therein aforetime, a people great and many and tall as the Anakim. The Emim were giants also, but they no longer dwelt in that land. Now the Moabites live there. 11. These are also accounted Rephaim as the Anakim, but the Moabites call them Emim. The Rephaim and the Emim are the same people, and they're all giants, but the Moabites called them Emim. But in Genesis, they were called Rephaim. 12. And in Seir dwelt the Horites aforetime, but the children of Esau succeeded them, and they destroyed them from before them, and dwelt in their stead. The Horites used to live in Edom, but Esau's children conquered them and took over the land, as Israel did unto the land of his possession, which the Lord gave unto them. God had both the Edomites and the Israelites, which they're going to do, take over the land from pagans. 13. Now rise up and get you over the brook Zered. And we went over the brook Zered. They crossed a little piece of water. 14. And the days in which we came from Kadesh Barnea until we were come over the brook Zered were thirty and eight years.
almost the whole 40 years passed between them being up there spying out the land near Seir and then circling back through the peninsula and coming back up the way that they came until all the generation, even the men of war, were consumed from the midst of the camp, meaning they died of old age, as the Lord swore unto them. 15. Moreover, the hand of the Lord was against them to discomfit them from the midst of the camp until they were consumed. 16. So it came to pass, when all the men of war were consumed and dead from among the people, 17. That the Lord spoke unto me, saying, 18. Thou art this day to pass over the border of Moab, even Ar. 19. And when thou comest nigh over against the children of Ammon, harass them not, nor contend with them. Don't fight the Ammonites. For I will not give thee the land of the children of Ammon for a possession, because I have given it unto the children of Lot for a possession. Lot's older daughter gave birth to Moab, and his younger daughter gave birth to Ammon. Those are cousins of Abraham, which means they're cousins of the Israelites. 20. That also is accounted a land of Rephaim. Rephaim dwelt therein aforetime, but the Ammonites called them Zamzumim. The Ammonites called them Zamzumim, but in Genesis they were called Rephaim, but they're giants. 21. A people great and many and tall as the Anakim, but the Lord destroyed them before them, and they succeeded them and dwelt in their stead. One group of giants took over the land from another group of giants. The Anakim were living there, and then the Rephaim took over in that area. 22. As he did for the children of Esau that dwell in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before them, and they succeeded them, and dwell in their stead even unto this day. In this chapter, we're kind of learning a lot of history that we haven't read yet. We're learning details that we weren't previously told about the history of the land, the history of giants and battles in the land and little things that were said and done during the Israelites' journey that we didn't hear before. 23. And the Avim that dwell in villages as far as Gaza, the Kaphtorim that came forth out of Kaphtor, destroyed them and dwelt in their stead. In the area of Gaza, there was a group of people called Avim, but the Kaphtorim came and destroyed them and took over. 34. Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the valley of Arnon. Behold, I have given into thy hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. That was when they battled King Sihon, and they destroyed him and the other five kings. And then Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben wanted to take that land. They possessed that land, and they built cities there. 25. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the peoples that are under the whole heaven. That means the whole earth, because it's talking about the atmosphere heaven. Who, when they hear the report of thee, shall tremble and be in anguish because of thee. God is going to do a great miracle for Israel. He's going to make it so that even the giants are afraid of Israel approaching, which is a great thing, because it means it's going to be easier for Israel to take over the land. 26. And I sent messengers out of the wilderness of Kadamoth unto Sihon king of Heshbon with the words of peace, saying, 27. Let me pass through thy land. I will go along by the highway. I will neither turn unto the right hand nor to the left. 28. Thou shalt sell me food for money that I may eat and give me water for money that I may drink. Only let me pass through on my feet. So Moses even though he knew God said that he was going to take over the land, he actually sent out a peace message saying, let us pay our way through the land. And I think Moses must have known they were going to say no. 
29, As the children of Esau that dwell in Seir, and the Moabites that dwell in Ar, did unto me, until I shall pass over the Jordan into the land which the Lord our God giveth us. And I'm not sure if he was telling them the truth, because I'm not sure that the Edom guys did let them pass. They said no. So I think he was really tricking the king of Sihon when he said that. 30. But Sihon, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass by him, for the Lord thy God hardened his spirit, and made his heart obstinate, that he might deliver him into thy hand, as appeareth this day. Heshbon was already a pagan who hated God, but God let him be stupid that day and say no. And God also allowed Moses to give him the opportunity to say no, so that they would have a reason to go to battle. 31. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have begun to deliver up Sihon and his land before thee, begin to possess his land. 32. Then Sihon came out against us, he and all his people, unto battle at Jahaz. And that is what happened. We already read about that, that when he was asked if they could pass through the land, he instead sent warriors to fight them. 33. And the Lord our God delivered him up before us, and we smote him and his sons and all his people. 34. And we took all his cities at that time, and utterly destroyed every city, the men and the women and the little ones, we left none remaining. From those particular cities, they burned them, and they didn't keep any women. Now, now they did keep women from other cities, but from King Sihon in particular, they didn't take any POWs. 35. Only the cattle we took for a prey unto ourselves with the spoil of the cities which we had taken. They took valuables and cattle. 36. From Aror, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and from the city that is in the valley, even unto Gilead, there was not a city too high for us. The Lord our God delivered up all before us. They conquered everything, and it was because of the power of God was with them. It wasn't because they were great. It's because God is great. Whenever we do win a battle, we really need to give God the credit and realize that it's only because of him that the battle was won. 37. Only to the land of the children of Ammon thou camest not near, all the side of the river Jabuk, and the cities of the hill country, and wheresoever the Lord our God forbade us. Moses is saying we didn't go where God didn't allow us to go. And that's because of Moses' leadership, which is really good leadership. And under Joshua's leadership, it'll be the same way. Joshua is also going to be an excellent leader who obeys the Lord's instructions. And that concludes Deuteronomy chapter 2.